I can imagine my mom doing the exact same thing. Like if she was sick for a while, then all of a sudden she just was like cured. She would absolutely get up and like my mom is Sicilian, right? So she would be getting up and feeding everybody. Yeah, my mom's like a lethal combination of Sicilian and Polish. So she just wants to feed everybody. <laughs> But yeah, just like a very mom thing to do. So Simon's mother-in-law gets up and starts maybe cooking for them and serving them and in whatever way that she could. And I just find that super cute. That's so adorable. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Luke. Happy Thursday, guys. Are you ready to learn about Jesus today? I am. I'm excited to talk about Luke chapter 4 today. We're going to finish out this chapter, actually, and talk about verses 31 through 44. So grab that cup of coffee and your Bible. Read out of whatever version you prefer, but I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. version this morning, as I always do. And yeah, let's go ahead and just jump right in. Jesus came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee. He was teaching them on the Sabbath day, and they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. In the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, What are we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. When the demon had thrown him down in the middle of them, he came out of him, having done him no harm. Amazement came on them all, and they spoke together with one another, saying, What is this word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. News about him went into every place of the surrounding region. He rose up from the synagogue, and he entered into Simon's house. Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a great fever, and they begged him for her. He stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. Immediately she rose up and served them. When the sun was setting, all those who had any sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. Rebuking them, he didn't allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. When it was day, he departed and went into an uninhabited place, and the multitudes looked for him and came to him and held on to him so that he wouldn't go away from them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of God's kingdom to the other cities also. For this reason, I have been sent. He was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. So after Jesus was almost thrown off the cliff from his own like neighbors when he was in Nazareth, it says that he goes down into Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on a Sabbath day. And so everybody was like sitting around Jesus and listening to Jesus preaching to them. 
And they were astonished at Jesus's preaching because he wasn't a scribe. He wasn't a Pharisee, but he spoke with authority. In other words, he spoke as if he was there with God. He spoke as if he truly had authority with what he was saying, like the way a ruler would give commands. This is how Jesus was speaking all this stuff. And he was speaking with great authority. And it's interesting because in Matthew chapter 28, before Jesus ascends up into heaven, Jesus actually says to his disciples before the Great Commission that he has been given all authority. So Jesus was truly given all of the authority from God, and he was able to use this authority to speak and to also grant it to other believers so that other believers could also go out into the world, preach the gospel to everybody, cast out demons, whatever believers needed to do. And so it says that the the crowds were just astonished by Jesus's preaching. So then it says in verse 33 and 34, there was a guy in the synagogue who had a spirit of an unclean demon. Isn't that interesting? Like we don't really um, talk about demons possessing people much anymore. And I still believe it happens. In fact, I, I very much believe that it does happen and can happen. But it's interesting that this man who had this demon inside of him was there at the synagogue listening to Jesus. So people with unclean spirits or demons inside of them can go and actually like do stuff, can go to church and they might even be among us and might have a demon inside of them. But Jesus was able to recognize that this man had a demon because this man cries out with a loud voice saying, what have you, what have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy one of God. And possibly the people around this man with the unclean spirit had no clue what this guy was talking about. Maybe they didn't recognize the fact that this guy had a, a demon inside of him. And I don't really know how demon possession works really, but I do know that like in these days, in Jesus's day, a lot of times I suppose people were like more receptive to evil spirits, I guess, because sometimes they would just say outright to Jesus that my son or my daughter or somebody has an evil spirit that has possessed them. And Jesus would often be like, yeah, they do. And get the demon out of the daughter or the son, like command the demon to go away. And so it's interesting that back in those days, people, I guess, had a better perception of it. And I think nowadays we don't have any perception of, of demons because maybe we chalk it up to being something else, like an illness or a mental illness in some cases maybe, or who knows what else. And I mean, I don't really know if that's what we do nowadays, but we don't have as good of a perception of this kind of stuff as they did back in um, Jesus's day. So I find that interesting. But yeah, I mean, this man here in the synagogue starts saying, screaming, what have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So Jesus gets upset because this man is like saying kind of bad things about Jesus, this, this demon. And so Jesus says, be silent. So in other words, shut up and come out of him. And so the demon throws this man down on the ground in the middle of them, and the demon comes out of him, having done the man no harm, is what it says. And so the people, of course, were astonished. And it says that amazement came on them all. 
So at that point, they were able to recognize, even if they hadn't before, that this man definitely had a demon inside of him because they're all like, wow, like Jesus here with authority commands these demons and they leave. Like he he literally is like giving, like ordering them to come out and they're coming out. They're like literally giving Jesus authority. They're like, who is this man? And so it says that after this news about Jesus spread in every place in the surrounding region because of this authority Jesus was exercising over these unclean spirits and even the authority that he was speaking with, you know, like speaking and and preaching in these synagogues. So it says after this that Jesus left that particular synagogue and he goes into Simon's house. And so we haven't even heard about Simon yet. And this is Peter, Jesus's most famous disciple, I would guess. And so at this point, I don't even know if Peter is a disciple or just knows about Jesus Um, because I don't exactly understand the timeline of everything that happened. But I do think that Jesus did have some disciples around him at this point, even though Luke does not mention it yet, or maybe they weren't official disciples yet and became official after this or whatever. But so it says that Jesus goes into Simon's house and Simon's mother-in-law was like really, really sick. Like she was probably on her deathbed. And so they were begging Jesus to cure her. So it says that Jesus stands over her and once again, literally exercises authority over sickness. It says he rebukes the fever. (laughs) So he yells at the fever and the fever just goes. So not only does Jesus have authority over the words he's saying, and not only does he have authority over unclean spirits, but now he has authority over sickness. And like Luke is like showing all this stuff, like, look, like, Jesus has great authority. He's been given all the authority. And so it says the fever left Simon's mother-in-law and it says immediately she rose up to serve them. (laughs) Oh, that's just a mom. That's a mom. (laughs) I can imagine my mom doing the exact same thing. Like if she was sick for a while, then all of a sudden she just was like cured She would absolutely get up and like my mom is Sicilian, right? So she would be getting up and feeding everybody. Yeah, my mom's like a lethal combination of Sicilian and Polish. So she just wants to feed everybody. (laughs) But yeah, just like a very mom thing to do. So Simon's mother-in-law gets up and starts maybe cooking for them and serving them and in whatever way that she could. And I just find that super cute. It's so adorable. So then in verse 40, the sun starts setting on Simon's house. And all of a sudden, all these people are like bringing these sick people with various diseases, it says, to Simon's house. And so it says that Jesus laid his hands on every single one of them and healed them. Isn't that sweet? Like Jesus like took the time that he could be eating or sleeping or anything else to heal all of these people. And like, they were just like imposing on Jesus's time and rest and everything. And Jesus was so gracious to them. So it says that that also in verse 41, that demons came out of many. So this kind of, to me, confirms a little bit of what I said before about how nowadays I think we kind of chalk certain uh, satanic activity up to being an illness or even a mental illness or something. And I wouldn't say that for every single case. You know, it, it says here that when people were bringing their sick, Some of them were demon possessed because demons came out of many also while Jesus was healing the sick and Jesus could detect 
whether a sick person had a demon or not. And even with physical sickness, there's a couple instances in the Bible where a demon did possess a person and it manifested in a physical kind of sickness. I think there was one guy, don't quote me on this, but I think there was one guy that had like a lame leg or something in in the scripture. And it was because he was demon possessed. And that's how that particular demon manifested inside this man was by giving him this crippled leg. And then um, there's another very famous demon possession of the man that was like insane, basically. And he was naked and he would cut himself with rocks and like chase off people. That was that's the very famous man that had the legion of demons inside of him. And Mary Magdalene, they say that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute who had demons inside of her. And that's how it was manifesting in her life was through prostitution on the streets. So, yeah, I mean, demons are probably still around to this day. And they it sounds to me like in scripture, if you're if you're looking at a demon, it manifests in a very different way, depending on maybe the demon or maybe the person. And this is something I can't really speak about too strongly because I have no clue. I really don't know about this stuff. (laughs) And I'm not saying I do, but just my own thought process of this is that some people could have demons and we don't know it, I guess, but it just like manifests different depending on the person maybe that has the demon. I don't know. But anyway, going back to scripture and less of my opinion, it says in verse 41 that Jesus healed people, like all these sick people. And for some of them, demons came out of many of them crying out and saying, you are the Christ, the son of God. And so Jesus rebuked them. That's There's that word again, you know, exercising authority. Once again, Jesus rebuked them or yelled at them or told them to shut up or something. And it says he didn't allow the demons to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. And if you guys are curious as to why Jesus did not want the demons to tell people that he was the Christ and why he kept shutting them up, I did an episode about that many months ago, I think it was back in the summer, with a woman named Kathy Kozak, who was on the the um, the podcast. And she was in the beginning of the book of Mark, I believe she talked about this stuff with me. But you should go back and listen to that episode. But I can just give like a summary of it. So basically what she said was, you know, a demon doesn't have, you know, you don't really want a demon speaking for you. <laughs> And I can imagine that Jesus just did not want to be associated in any way with a demon. So he just shut the demons up and he's just like, yeah, you're not going to be speaking. And so it says he didn't allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. And maybe it was just not Jesus's time yet to let people know that he was the Christ because they would have forced him to become a king or whatever else. And that would have delayed what he came to do. But anyway, in verse 42, it says that when it was day, he departed and went into an uninhabited place and the multitudes came looking for him. And we know from other um, other gospels that his disciples also came looking for him. And so it says that they came to him, held on to him so that he wouldn't go away from them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom to other cities also, for this is the reason I have been sent. And that's kind of what sums it up here. This is the reason I have been sent. It wasn't to heal people. It wasn't to gain fame. It wasn't to, you know, do anything else like that. But it was to preach the gospel. That was the reason Jesus was sent. And to give the good news to people and to die for their sins. And to conclude, it says that Jesus was speaking in the synagogues of Galilee. And so, yeah, I mean, 
that's just what Jesus did. He went around to all of these different regions of Galilee, which was huge. I mean, Galilee was a big old place. And he would go around and just speak to the different synagogues and tell people about the good news of God's kingdom, that he was there, that he was the Messiah. But yeah, so this is the end of Luke chapter 4, and we're going to move into Luke chapter 5 on Tuesday. But you know, today we talked just a little bit about Jesus's authority and how he literally just had so much authority and he was exercising that authority. And he had so much authority that the people just started recognizing Jesus as being different. He was different because he had authority and he had authority over sicknesses, over demons and everything else. So yeah, Jesus's authority is what we talked about today. Well, friends, join tomorrow for another episode out of Leviticus chapter 18. I'm going to have a guest on the podcast uh, for tomorrow's episode. So definitely tune into that uh, 6 a.m. or whenever you wake up. But friends and faithful listeners, have a wonderful rest of your day and happy listening and God bless. 